when covid struck it took about a year to get vaccines developed and it took a little longer for people across the world to get vaccinated one of the repercussions of covid was the way it played havoc in markets and disrupted supply chains because everything changed in the way people worked stayed at home and the consumption of goods which is what the first post in today's episode is about there is no vaccine for the supply chain by now you probably heard james glick gave a great example of why efficiency should not be optimized beyond a point in his book chaos the example he used was of major airports where flights took off and landed every 15 seconds or so alternating between a landing and a takeoff efficiency parameters were pushed to the limit but if an airplane developed a snag on the ground while taxiing towards takeoff it threw everything out of gear finding another crew to replace the existing one transferring passengers to a different flight and managing the schedules of all the other flights affected leads to chaos and major losses for each of the affected airlines we're hearing of similar issues with supply chains across the world unloading at airports is taking weeks containers are in short supply drivers aren't available at refineries in britain to refuel petrol stations leading to major shortages covid is one of the culprits for sure with people stuck at home during lockdowns it isn't clear what will go down and when we got so obsessed with productivity everything was pushed to the breaking point christmas shopping in the us is under threat and all the big chains are scrambling to ensure supplies in the critical phase but the fact is new unknowns suddenly make an appearance creating ripples right across the chain and affecting endpoints millions of cars could not be manufactured because of a shortage of chips we thought covid only affects people but it has also made economies sick and for that there's no vaccine in the works on to another question which we don't ponder about too much because we assume that automation is something that companies use to scale but the important aspect is does automation cut quality while cutting costs and that's the second post mass production leads to lower prices for sure also makes products affordable for a large set of people at the same time it is evident that something is lost in the process the average mass produced scissors are good enough but for people who want the finesse of perfectly matched and balanced scissors it costs a lot more ernest wright in sheffield makes scissors that cost around 350 pounds it seems like an enormous price to pay but they have a set of customers who won't use anything else watch a video of the process to see how much goes into the making everything boils down to the final putting together of the two blades it's painstakingly worked to the point where the scissor slices through cloth like a surgeon's scalpel there is just two people at the factory who can hone the final process and both of them are in their 70s they make only a few pairs every day and that craftsmanship is what people swear by but the level of detail and the apprenticeship demands years of experience it isn't easy or even particularly interesting work automation on the other hand 
removes people from the process altogether but it also removes all elements of individual craft most people would not even realize what they're missing but for those who know the difference and can afford it it becomes a treasured possession long lasting quality is part of the mystique what's even rarer is the human element of dedication pushing each piece to a pinnacle while automation spits out possible new pieces every second and from the craftsmanship of people to the craftsmanship of the mind a prize that recognizes it every year and rewards people even though the prize winners rarely get to know or never get to know how uh, their achievement was thought about or came to the knowledge of the committee handing out the prizes the final post the macarthur prize recognizes that change is hard it does not have the glamour of the nobel people don't work towards getting a macarthur prize because they can't no one can nominate a potential prize winner since 1978 the foundation has handed over 6.8 billion dollars in grants to winners they include people doing pioneering work to remove racial discrimination or writing about cultural themes not part of the mainstream artists and activists as well the objective is to find people doing things to improve lives and communities in their own special way without looking for financial reward john macarthur the man in whose name the prize is instituted made his fortune in the insurance business in life he was the hard charging businessman who was ruthless and hard to deal with but the foundation he left behind focuses on the pockets of change that add up to the larger picture it's one of those riddles of human nature where the legacy of the man is at odds with the person he was in real life there is no fixed number of awards to be given out every year but the people responsible go into the field after reading or hearing of the work that potential prize winners do it comes as a shock to every one of them $625,000 is paid out over a period of 5 years. The idea is that they should get on with what they do best without having to worry about money for their personal needs. Out of personal selfishness came the award that rewards selflessness. Every week I'll plant a few ideas in your mind on branding, behavior and markets. Triggers for your thoughts. Spread the word to your friends. All you have to do is click the link and enter an email address and yes i would welcome your thoughts on what you think about these posts do you have alternative views on them or do you want to debate some of them or do they provoke thought in your mind as always thank you for listening